Welcome to the Trying to Can podcast. We are Olga and Angela, and in this podcast, we casually discuss our journey to be more conscious in everyday life, the small steps we take, the fuck-ups we make, the struggle of trying to can, and much more. Hey guys! Hello, hello! Another week, another Trying to Can episode. And in today's episode, we're going to discuss the topic... Money, 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 <laughs> must be funny. <laughs> yes, exactly. In a rich man's world. This is actually my fa- one of my favorite movies. It's called White Cat, Black Cat or Black Cat, White Cat. If you guys don't know, it's, I think, a Serbian movie. And there is a, there is a sequence with the, with the money <laughs> <laughs> and the song. So, yeah, today we're going to discuss the topic of that constant wallet dance that men and women encounter or don't encounter we're gonna deep dive into that on the first dates and all the consequent dates and the relationships leading up to whatever engagement marriage but maybe we will not go into the marriage because i think that's a different topic in itself and we are not none of us are married so i think yeah we also cannot speak too much about that but indeed how to deal with the money matter, how to split when you go out, when you travel, when you buy things, what is fair, what is not fair. Is there even a one size fit all? I think this topic is also a great trying to can topic because it's at the intersection of so many other themes and concepts like feminism, uh, female emancipation, independence, patriarchy. Let's just get into it. So when getting ready for this episode, I actually decided to look into some stats because of course we are women talking about this topic and we can be biased from our own perspective. So I thought, okay, let's see what men think about that. And... It's actually quite interesting. So I was looking at the Sage magazine. They posted a study from some faculty of psychology. And basically what they said is that 90% of men actually expect that they will be the one paying for the first date, which is great. (laughs) But at the same time, two thirds of men actually want women to cover some of the dating expenses over time. Let's talk about it because I think it's quite interesting. Uh, And then if we talk about first date, I think usually what happens is men, I mean, it could be also women initiating the first date, but I think usually it's men who initiate it. And in my view, if you initiated the first date and you invited them out... And you chose the place, you chose the restaurant or the bar or whatever. I think it's common sense that you would pay because, for example, I've heard stories when people would get invited for a first date at a really fancy restaurant and then they couldn't afford it. And obviously, you don't know yet each other's financial situation so you should assume if you are invited, then the person who invites you pays. And if you invite someone and you chose the place, that would be 
nice actually that you pay. That's actually a nice topic because, you know, I've been on on a date or like on a couple of dates with that person and basically he would invite me for the date but I would choose the place and then he would treat me with a nice dinner which I'm very grateful for and it's 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 very nice because I know that at that moment I mean maybe he wasn't getting the the highest salary in the world but at the same time you know if as a man you decide to treat me don't make me feel that I owe you for that you know, the conversation would go like, oh my God, this is such an expensive restaurant. We had such an expensive dinner, but that's my treat. So kind of you remember how well I treated you. And I'm like, yes, I'm grateful for that, but don't make me feel like I owe you for that. Yeah, this is such a good point indeed. So if you do pay, then just don't make the other person feel bad. And to be honest, what I love the most is when the person is going for instance they say oh I'm going to the bathroom or like to the restroom and then they pay on the way back and then when they come back you might chat a little bit longer and then you know you say okay maybe we should leave like let's take the bill and they're like no it's covered I think that's the like smoothest way to go about it instead of like putting it in your face exactly because otherwise then you feel awkward you like shall I reach for my wallet should I reach for my wallet because you know some men actually don't don't really like or they may feel insulted or whatever of their manlyhood that I'm offering to pay so and then it becomes very awkward this moment of payment so I also prefer that way that you just described very subtle yeah because in general you know especially on those first dates this money topic for me is such a turn-off so I would prefer not to go on an expensive date. You know, there are plenty of ways how we can have a great time and not spend anything on it or spend very little on it. I'm fine to just grab a bottle of wine and go just sit somewhere in the park, chit-chat, get to know each other. It doesn't have to be a dinner. And I would actually prefer a more flexible environment, you know, because in dinner you are in a very fixed setting. You have to sit there yeah. till the very end when you have to pay. But you know, in a more flexible setting, it's even better. So just a hint for people who are inviting other people on dates. Don't put too much pressure and don't make it too fancy. It can be just very chill and nice. But some people do make it fancy. But also my question is, why are you trying to impress? You don't even know this person and you already go above and beyond booking, uh, I don't know, a Michelin guide dinner and then having this awkward like conversation or dynamic when the bill comes. As you say, rather like play it humble at the beginning, just see the situation. Because then for me, I would also wonder if I would go on a first date and it's a fancy place that I haven't, been, I haven't cho- chosen. And then if the man says, okay, like, you know, I'm paying for it. I would also think, okay, why did he want to impress me, first of all? Second of all, does he have a hidden agenda? <laughs> like, what is he trying to do? And third of all, yeah, as you say, you might also feel like, uh, yeah, okay, like next time I will invite you for... Like, you might feel obliged to have a next time and to cover for it just because that happened, you know? And it's not a nice position to be in. Yeah, and I I think you're not alone here. Again, referring to that study that I referred earlier, one third of women actually 
feel less pressured that they have to engage into some kind of sexual activity after a date if they pay. Uh, And as you mentioned, that men might have a hidden identity as well. It's like around 16% of men actually do. So they actually do expect you. 16? Yes. One six of men who pay. So one in six men expect. Ah, one in six men. Yeah, one in six men, men, which is 16% approximately. Yeah. So they expect that women should engage in a sexual activity in case they pay a bill. Ah, okay. That's super interesting. I, I think one in six, that's a lot. To I be mean, honest. it's maybe less than I would expect. S- somehow I thought that that number would be quite big. But Why? B- I don't know, especially nowadays when, you know, uh, a lot of dates are just some kind of dating app kind of dates. Yeah. And more often than not, it's just for, you know, having hookups. some fun, yeah. hookups, and not really something serious. So I don't know, it's just a feeling for me that... It's just the dynamics of of the modern world. And I've been in those kind of situations. I went on a date with one Dutch guy and then he paid for me and was fine. I mean, I didn't want anything from him. And that's actually also the thing I do when I'm not really interested in another person and I don't care what happened next. I just also let them pay. <laughs> I mean, of course, if the bill is not too much, if it's just one, two glasses of wine or something. Yeah. Just because I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I'm never going to see, see you, you never. again. Yeah, exactly. At least I had a nice glass of wine. Yeah. But like the interesting thing is, but they might actually think, oh, like yes. there should be something. Exactly. Like, so which then, is crazy. Yeah, exactly. So when, when we when we were going home, he was walking me home. He was like, oh, I live so far away. Maybe I can stay on your couch. Of course, nothing has to happen, but I'll just stay on your couch. I'm like, you know what? I don't have a couch. Goodbye. This is disgusting. <laughs> I no, wanted to puke. Yeah, this is really disgusting. I think in general, would a woman, for instance, pay and then expect a man to do something in return? I don't think so. Well, if she's a sugar mama, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think in general, it's more like happening that way around. Mm. And I think this is really like, I've never been into that situation. Um, to be honest, a little disgusting. I would say personally, if I go on a first date, as you say, you know, I'm not interested in anything. When I was on the dating apps, and I would just meet people. I literally had no expectation. And like, I just wanted to meet people in general. And I remember there was this guy who was traveling to the Netherlands that he seemed interesting. And I was like, okay, let's just see each other. And I recall that we paid 50-50 because I'm like, you know, I had a nice conversation. I didn't fully waste my time because he was a nice conversationalist. I don't want him to pay because I don't want, as you say, to think, oh, like there should be a next time so I kind of kept it very neutral and personally that was the best approach in that situation for me so when I don't expect anything but when I for instance I like a guy and I think I would like to see him again for me it's a good sign if he doesn't let me pay on the first date but it's, you know, it's really funny how men and women think differently because I've been also listening to a podcast uh, about this topic from, from a guy, just again, to understand better the men's perspective. And he was saying that for him, and I know that for quite some men, that's the case. 
if a girl doesn't offer to pay on a first date, for him, sometimes it's a deal breaker because he just feels used that you just want his money or something like that, want his resources. So he might not even invite on a second date if you didn't offer to pay on the first one. Yeah. And for you, you said... You know, for you, it's a good indication that he, you know, offers to pay and whatever. And like, if you feel good, if you expect something for him, that you would let him pay. Yeah, but the thing is, I would still take my wallet out in any case, just to see, kind of test the man. Like, would he let me pay? Because it's easy to understand if they generally want to pay and they're like, no, like, put that thing down. Like, it's by me. Let's not just argue about it. When they are very assertive about it or when they're like no no but I will cover this one like you know when when they kind of give you a favor like you feel that they're doing it but they actually don't want to then for me it's like mm, it gives like a bad taste but preferably he would do it in silence like as I said go to the restroom and then cover and then come and say okay we can go and then I would be like oh aren't we paying the bill and then they would be like no it's covered but if the bill would come I would still take my wallet out bottom line first dates let's summarize because we discussed it but I think it's still not fully clear so just to repeat the stats so 90% of men expect that they will be the one paying on the first date but caveat good if you show, okay, like I can also pay. However, the exception to me would be if they invited you for a dinner or like for a place and they chose that place and it's an expensive place, I would understand if you don't take that wallet out because you, you, you cannot cover it, period. Okay, and then also that one in six men actually expect you to engage in a sexual activity if they pay. Yeah, that's also good to take into account. If you don't want anything from that person, any, you know, just go ahead and pay. I think, like, pay half, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's a fair and square game. You know, it also can be the case. I've been on a date as well in the beginning of my life here in the Netherlands, and the guy invited me on the date. He planned everything. And then he said in the beginning, so we had the dinner. He covered the dinner. And then he's like, yeah, can, we can go to a bar. But maybe you can pay the bar. And then we can also go to play pool. But I'm going to pay the pool. Okay. So in the end, he, he was up front. Yeah, he was up front. He said, like, can we please share? And in the end, he did pay much more than I did. But I think it was also fair, you know, like we didn't know each other. It was just a date. We engaged in a lot of activities. So like we could have also just stopped at the dinner. So he's like, yeah, if we want to continue, can we please split it? Which is fine for me. Exactly. I think it's also um, important to understand, as you say, that when you go on a first day, you don't even know this person. You don't know their financial situation. You don't know um, essentially what they can afford or not. And then I think it's common sense that if you plan it out, you would pay. Or as you say, you would be upfront, like, are you okay? Like, I'm covering this dinner, but then, you know, we can also go for drinks and then it's on you. Like, I mean, obviously, when you say that, like in one sense, it sounds fair. But if, if, for instance, you are a student, right? And you are 
I remember when I was a student, I was broke. And I was not even eating out. I was not drinking out. I was not even buying like take like takeaway coffees. If I would be going on a date, which I didn't back then because I was in a relationship, but like hypothetically speaking, I wouldn't even be able to cover those drinks afterwards. So I think it's also important when you go on a date, I mean, obviously you chat with the person, you know, okay, they are students or they are working or what is the situation and then based on that you kind of decide the dynamic yeah of course but he said it more from the perspective of checking in so like yeah you know if i couldn't afford it we would just keep the drinks and go just directly to play pool and he would cover that so yeah in that sense you know if you're honest like i could also honestly say you know like i don't have money for the drinks but yeah, I think in those questions, it's also better to be honest, to be upfront than just have those weird situations yeah. or be feeling awkward or, you know, like he paid, but then he sends you a ticket or something. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> do we go into that direction? <laughs> yes, I also had those. Oh, my God. Let's let's explain to, to anyone listening. I mean, my. I think 50% of our audience is based in the Netherlands, so they know what we are talking about. For But for the other 50%, in the Netherlands, there is this app, right? It's called Tiki. And then you can send to a person the link and then they um, pay you back. I've also heard stories when people would go on a date the person would pay but then they would still they would send them a tiki afterwards like for like three euros yeah that that i I had that once you had this one damn it's okay the guy was super boring anyways and i couldn't wait for the day to end so it was okay i mean obviously you're like take your fucking three euros take your tiki (laughs) exactly take your tiki what about when you are already like dating for a while so this is for me a real trying to can game because I come from a very traditional Greek Armenian family and you know I'm used to the fact that my father is the head of the family every time we go out he pays and then kind of the friends of family they would usually have the same mindset so even if I would go for example the son of my father's friend if he would invite me for a coffee or for something he would pay so I'm used to the fact that I'm being treated and it of course feels very nice and my first boyfriend he was also like that I tried to offer money because I I knew that we were both students and we couldn't really afford those dinners. But Armenians also have a very uh, high tendency to impress you. So they they really want to show off who is the man here. He would always invite me for dinners. He would always pay, never let me pay. So I kind of in the end stopped offering, you know, because it's really awkward to offer it every single time. Then in the end, you know, when he actually couldn't cover something, he's like, yeah, we could go to the cinema, but maybe, you know, I cover the tickets, you cover the food and the drinks. So that's also fair. And I think it's also nice when it's discussed, especially mm. early on, especially if you go in a more serious relationship, because those money questions, they all often can cause resentment, especially if you come from different cultural backgrounds. For me, it was a big struggle when I started then dating a Dutch guy who had a completely different mindset. So for me, it was really a transformation needed <laughs> to the different realities of life. Absolutely. And I think super interesting that you brought up the cultural 
uh, background because obviously, as you said, in more traditional households and, and upbringing and, and cultures, let's say patriarchal view that man is the provider you know his money is our money and my money is my money <laughs> the thing is okay maybe what I'll, i'm gonna say it would be a little bit controversial but talking about the, those countries and those cultures there's still a huge income gap between men and women and like we cannot ignore that men earn more than women like worldwide but especially in those countries the, the gap is even bigger than for instance in the netherlands in, in in the western countries or like developed countries and i understand where this is coming from like i understand that majority of the families the man would earn more unfortunately because of how society is and the income gap that is still there and it seems to be fair to be treated like this but even in these situations I think it's good to if you are in a relationship with someone for a while it's good to understand also their point of view if for instance they feel like taking advantage of and you sense a little bit of resentment then you try to also offer maybe not every single time but like you know they pay three times four times and then you pay the fifth time and then you see how that works out I personally also come from such a background but this is the thing if I think about my dating um, experience and how we dealt with money matters it was very different uh, from relationship to relationship because I was also a different stage in my life so if I talk about one of my like first relationships actually my first ser serious relationship of four years we were both students and usually we would cover 50 50 but then at one point you know we were planning to move abroad and then he was about to get a job in the UK and we were discussing kind of the plan and how to, you know, plan it out. And I said, I want to study because that's a way for me to be able to like advance in my career in that country. And I want to study in that country ideally. And then he said something like, oh, but like, does it mean that I'll have to sustain both of us and pay the rent for both of us? And I said, well, yes, but temporary because obviously it's not going to be forever. I'm not going to be a student forever. Like I can take a part-time job, but like I will want, I ideally I would want to focus on the university and it's not like I'm going to stay at home just like chilling and then you'll be working and providing for both of us. For me, it was a huge red flag because it also shows commitment. If you are in a relationship and you are at a different stage in your life and you are still financially, you know, not stable in the sense that you are still studying or you are still I don't know figuring things out and moving countries I would expect my partner if they truly see us long term and making I don't know a life together I'm obviously romanticizing for me that's a huge sign of 
are they willing to invest in the relationship and how serious they think about me and our future but you know even if they think serious for me it would be a sign of I feel insecure in this relationship because, you know, in this situation, of course, you were a student, you were healthy, you could like go out, take a side job, as you said, you could contribute some money. But there are situations in life where, you know, you cannot. Exactly. So maybe you got sick, you got pregnant, you got something. And then for me, it would be like how confident I am that in a situation when I would really depend on my partner, how confident I am that he would be willing to support exactly. me and not just walk away. So that was a huge red flag. And I think that was like, I mean, there were a lot of things, but that was also one of the reasons we broke up because I just couldn't trust him. Because I think if you are in a relationship, I'm, I'm not talking like a two months relationship and then suddenly you are like expecting the, the person to support you and pay for your university or whatever. I'm talking about a couple of years like relationship or mm-hmm. that is, let's say, solid. So yeah, that was definitely not not the best experience but it's a learning experience and then another relationship I had also a long-term relationship the life stage I was at was similar with the first one I was still studying but then my boyfriend at the time he was working it gave me so much assurance and support when I saw him um, willing to financially support me a while. I mean, it was not like I was taken advantage of because we had this discussion openly. We were supposed to come back together to the Netherlands and be students. And then that didn't happen because he got a job. I came back and then I would have still figured out without him, but it would be much, much harder because I had to pay rent, I had to pay my uh, university fee until I, I get an internship and I get a salary. So he said, I'm going to cover your rent uh, for the time being until you find an internship and you have an income. And he did that for half a year. And he also said, you know, that's for us because obviously, you know, me investing in your education, like I know what a person you are and how education driven you are and how ambitious you are and like I'm in a different financial situation than you are I just find it uh, fair to support you in this journey because at the end of the day it's us right so that gave me such a peace of mind to follow my kind of trajectory but also a sense of security security that he's actually in this relationship for the long run he's not chickening out being like okay you deal with your own thing for anyone listening if a person invests in another person they are likely to see higher value and worth in you and in that relationship because they need to justify that investment they need to justify the effort it doesn't it doesn't always come about money it can be energy time anything but if you see that investment in whatever form it is you actually understand that that they value that relationship and they will value that relationship in the long run because they know how much effort they put and ideally should be both ways um so for me that was a great act of care and love and and support so back to the relationship 
And then when I actually started to have to do my internship and then I landed with a job and I was earning money, obviously, you know, I was not expecting and, and, and there was no like financial support coming from my partner at the time, which was also what we agreed upon. And then I remember we also had a conversation at one point that, I mean, we still had quite significant income gap between us. And then he was like, you know, Angela, I mean, I'm not expecting you to pay every time. But now that you have your own money and you're like independent woman, I would appreciate if you at least like once in a couple of times pay. And I got the I got the meme, right? This is the thing with relationships. It's not always about money. Like fairness doesn't always come that, you know, whatever the other person pays, then you need to the next time to pay the same amount back. But it's also how do you how do you create that balance because it's about balance at the end of the day it's about how everyone perceives the relationship dynamic how fair they perceive the situation and i think in my case because i knew i cannot pay back financially but mm -hmm. then i would always think okay how can i support other person in mm -hmm. other ways then i would dedicate time and energies to support them because that that was a way for me to also show to the other person I value, mm -hmm. I support you, I trust you. Maybe not financially, but like in other uh, in other ways. Yeah, and that's super important because you know you also make the other person aware that you are very grateful for all the effort that you are also doing the investment from your side, even though it's a different kind of investment. So you also f make the other person feel appreciated, loved, and taken care of, but from another perspective. And I mean, as you said, when, when you had the opportunity to start paying as well, you were. And I think that's also a very important thing to do because, again, it's not only a man who should pay for your company. They also sometimes want to be treated. And it's also a nice act from, from our side to, you know, to just treat our men like a little princess sometimes <laughs> and make them also feel valued and make them feel that you're grateful for their company uh, and for the time that you spend together. So exactly. That's a very good word, gratefulness, because I think a lot of the, the resentment comes if you do these things, but you don't feel that it is valued mm -hmm. and you don't feel that the other person recognizes, appreciates mm -hmm. it, verbally with acts whatever that is and yeah if that is not happening obviously you might feel being taken advantage of and which is often the case I, I i guess i think there are a lot of people who take advantage of that who just enjoy you know being treated like that and not just given anything in return or they don't have I, I don't even know what, what's what's happening in the head of the person, but like it, sometimes it just doesn't even come to mind that even if I cannot pay financially, that I can pay somehow else, like emotional support, as you say, or I don't know, clean the house or or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or cook a nice dinner. For exactly. in, for example, if you're dating someone and you know they are better financially and they take you out for dinners. Whereas when it's your turn, you'll be like, you know, come over to my place, like I'm going to cook for you. And then you buy the ingredients, which usually it's cheaper than, you know, going mm -hmm. for a dinner for two. And then you just do this romantic dinner at home. Yeah. So that could also be a way. I was thinking also about like love languages, 
-hmm. because I think it's quite important if you cannot, let's say, it's not about paying back, but if you cannot compensate and create mm -hmm. that balance with the same means, for instance, if it's about money, then what is the other person love language in the sense that what would they appreciate the most for you to do because for example I found myself also giving gifts um, but then I realized that was not something that they would see too much value of and then I'd be like okay so that's that's not working like they would not feel a fair exchange mm -hmm. or like a fair uh, balance Yeah, I think I had the same situation. So when I was in a relationship, in my past relationship, I often felt like I'm doing more. And, you know, it's okay. It's not that everybody has to pay me back for something. But in a sense that, you know, I would always go buy ingredients. I would go cook. I had to carry all those groceries home. And he would just come, lay down there, watch TV while I was doing all of that. And it was just very annoying. And, you know, I also really liked to treat him with some gifts. And he was like, oh, my God, that's so nice to receive the gifts. And I was like, oh, really? Yes, it is nice. <laughs> But then, you know, I mean, he, he did buy me gifts. I'm not saying that he, he never did. But sometimes his surprise was like to buy me a bottle of beer, which I'm like, okay, great. But that's not really... That's a gift for you. That's a gift for you, not for me. And for me, you know, as you said, we had maybe different love languages. So f for him, he would be very supportive. He would always try to cheer me up. So kind of words of affirmation, but that's not my love language. And then for me, it would be more important that he would just like help me out to carry groceries or at least ask me if I need some help. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like felt like I'm treating him like he's my queen. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of you being treated like a queen. Instead of us at least being yeah. both treated as queens in different points of yeah. time. Yeah, that's that's also very important indeed understanding but also communicating because you could have yeah, told that him. was also my um uh, where i did it wrong and now i know that those kind of money conversations is very important to or in general like any kind of things that frustrate you in the relationship of course are important to talk through because the more we were going through it the more annoyed i was with every time it was happening and then i've never really said a word about that But then in the end, you get a bit frustrated and it just makes you a bit unhappy in the relationship. And it's not that, again, I'm expecting like a guy to pay for me all the time. But there are also other ways, as you mentioned, to contribute. Exactly. Yeah. You also mentioned communication. I think this is such an important aspect when you are in a relationship first of all, understanding each other's financial situation. If you are already you know couple of months or you are in a committed relationship going to something more serious understanding what is the financial situation of you and your partner I think it's super important to understand that because you need to know how you can go about the money matters in the sense that for example I heard this story from a friend of mine and she was saying about another friend who was engaged and her financial situation was 
worse than her partners but they were living together and they were splitting everything 50 50 and then when it comes to doing something some travels or having some experiences together she would say to her partner wait like I cannot afford it and then he would say oh I can borrow you money I can lend you money that's already like signaling what the actual f in the sense that they know your situation and they still expect that you would contribute and if you cannot you need to give them the money back so I think it's not only communicating and understanding your partner's situation but also communicating openly and understanding how you want to go about it because if I was her I would be do you think that is fair like if you really want us to have this experience together and obviously you know if I was in your place and I would want to share an experience with my fiance or with my like long-term partner I would be more than happy to cover for both of us knowing that you are in a specific situation in your career and you cannot afford it now basically the communication should be twofold open communication about like where you are financially but also open communication about what is fair for you and what is fair for me yeah you know like now I was thinking about how my family deals with it because it's often the case that you know my father's money are mostly spent on some you know family travel so those kind of things I mean my mom of course spends things on family matters but you know for those bigger kind of things it's my father's money And then sometimes my dad would get super frustrated. He's like, do you think I'm sleeping on a pile of money? Do you think I'm printing them? Like, can't you understand that I don't have so much money? And then like after two hours, after he chills, he will just come and bring you the money. He's like, okay, take the credit card. Like, leave me alone. Leave me peace. So that's also how the dynamics can be. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's actually funny. Communication is obviously key. And if, for instance, the partner, let's say the man, he feels comfortable, he takes pride in providing, mm-hmm. he feels... He feels good about himself. He feels good about exactly. all the work that he did to be in this financial situation, to be able to afford to treat his woman or his family. And he, and if he may, makes it clear to you, like, mm-hmm. you know, my love, do your thing you know, I am here, I'm actually more ambitious when I know that I have to provide for both mm-hmm. of us and, and make an amazing living. I obviously encourage you to also follow your dreams and like, you know, be a badass and whatever. Uh, but you can always rely on me. Amazing. Yeah, but, but you can, but you shouldn't as a woman, I think. Because you can what? You can rely on him, oh, yeah, so for yeah, example, yeah, but, but you, you shouldn't. shouldn't. Yeah, be be your own boss because otherwise things always change. Love can always go away. You can always be left with nothing. So just make sure you do you as well in the meantime. For sure, for sure. You also need to have a safety net, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's also important because now if I'm thinking about the background we are coming from and like the countries we are coming from there are also situations when this is actually a way for a man to manipulate a woman in the sense that you know you rely on me solely you are codependent Mm -hmm. you cannot like you don't have the same financial means to even leave the relationship Mm -hmm. if if it happens to be so right so obviously you need to think about that um 
so it's not like you stop you you become you mm-hmm. know a housewife which by the way you can if, you, if this is your thing but it it puts you at risk mm-hmm. but i'm saying in a situation where they still encourage you to do, do your, your own thing, thing yeah. and become independent but then they still feel pride from sharing mm-hmm. okay fine if you both of you are fine with that situation amazing mm-hmm. but then there is also the situation where as you said for instance, people don't want to be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And that's on both sides. Women might not want to be taken advantage of. I think also it could be a situation where you discuss openly and say, you know, we are both in a similar financial situation. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair and square to do 50-50 unless obviously gifts and other expenses that you generally want to do like mm-hmm. you you just cover and you be uh, upfront about it for instance like you know i booked us an amazing restaurant i just want to treat you you had a very tiring week or mm-hmm. whatever period and i just want you to feel nice and if you are both fine with that it's fine right at the end of the day as you said you should be both fine but if there is an income gap between you and your partner and then your partner still expects you to co- to contribute 50%, mm-hmm. I think you need to have a conversation. You Actually, you told me off record about that story where, you know, they are married and then he earns more than her and then they... They split the bills proportionally to their income, which is fair. Yeah, which is fair. So at the end of the day, it's really about discussing what would be a fair paying game (laughs) exactly i'm actually thinking also about the situation when there is this income gap you have a good salary you're in a great place in your career for example and then you want to also upgrade your lifestyle. I think it's also important to check in with your partner Mm -hmm. because your partner might be in a saving mode or they might not want to splurge on these things because they are not feeling financially sound at that moment in time. So even if they are financially sound, maybe these are just not the, you know, for example, like my parents have very different ideas of where the money should go, even though they're both financially Amazing. sound. Amazing. Yeah, I think indeed that could also be a conversation topic. What are the must-haves for you and mm-hmm. the things are important for you and you would like to splurge? And what are the things that are not that important for you? And then checking in because if, for instance, for you traveling is super important and your partner actually, they don't find traveling to be and necessity Mm -hmm. they don't want to spend money on that then obviously you need to discuss about it because you need to meet in the middle right basically if there is an item which is super important for you and it's a must-have and for your partner it's actually a thing that is not even nice to have it's it's something that they can even save on. Mm-hmm. It's either you pay because that's what you want. Exactly. Or you meet somewhere in the middle. Exactly. But of course, it also comes to value, what you value in life. Mm-hmm. And I think at one point, if you are such on different pages, you might be actually struggling that relationship because you would go on these vacations and then they would not join. But then you're like, you know, I still want to have quality time with my partner while I'm traveling, I want to share this experience with him or her. 
and they're not coming with me and it's frustrating. I guess that was a wrap. Hope you guys liked this trying to can episode. Let us know what you think about this whole payment dynamics on our Instagram channel. Feel free to DM us at, at trying to can. If you have any tips or other things that work for you in your relationship, do let us know. We can, of course, share it with the audience and then everyone can benefit. As with all the episodes, you kind of understand that there's no one size fit all. And hope we try to cover a range of situations, dynamics, stages in life that you might relate with. And that's it for today. Until next time. Bye. Bye.